the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, we appreciate Mike Gallagher joining us, and I apologize. Uh, I thought Mike being a veteran radio host would hear the music which means we're going to break and i didn't want to butt in on his point and apparently i checked with people in the back and they could not hear the music over the air live so maybe mike didn't hear it either we hate uh, the way that that ended but mike was a great guest and he'll be great on friday night i appreciate him joining us so let's spend the last half hour of the program talking about current headlines last night the big second senate debate between tim ryan and jd vance and I found a story. I like to do research and find things that nobody else has. And one of the things I found is Tim Ryan was trying to pin J.D. Vance down as a guy who kowtows to Donald Trump is that Mr. Ryan himself has to own that he was a bootlick for Hillary Clinton. Now, I think Trump won the 2016 election. I think he won Ohio handily. So if you have to pick between a Senate candidate who's all in with Donald Trump and one who's all in with Hillary Clinton, uh, I think the people of the will, uh, people of the state of Ohio have shown that they would favor Donald Trump. But let me refresh my memory in case you forgot. In October of 2016, we were one month out, less than a month really, from the presidential election that would put Donald Trump in the White House, much to the chagrin of Democrats. Tim Ryan was a congressman running for re-election then. But he was also running for something else. See, you're only supposed to be able to run for one thing at a time. But Tim Ryan was sending out unmistakable, loud, hey, 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 look over here. Me, me, Mrs. Clinton, look, look, look. He wanted to be part of her cabinet going forward. Tim Ryan tells the Youngstown Vindicator he would definitely give serious consideration to joining her administration. And so the Vindicator did what I would do. They go, what do you want to do? What do you think you're suited for? And Tim Ryan's answer was very revealing. Now, you would think for a guy who was already in Congress for 14 years at that time, somebody who was serving on some major committees, like the House Appropriations Committee that decides where all the money goes, he would have a specialty, right? And not so much. Tim Ryan managed to be in the United States Congress for 14 years and not have a specialty because he said of what position he wanted in the Clinton administration, and I quote, I would like them all. I love the education stuff. Are you happy with the direction of education in our country since 2016? Tim Ryan says he loves all that education stuff. I love the transportation stuff. I love the workforce development stuff through the Department of Labor. I love the agriculture stuff. So 
in 14 years in Congress, Tim Ryan couldn't narrow down where his expertise might apply in a Clinton administration any narrower than four different cabinet positions, which lends veracity to J.D. Vance saying that Tim Ryan likes being a congressman because Tim Ryan likes being a congressman. It's not that Tim Ryan has done anything consequential to help people in the Mahoning Valley. No, no, it's not that. It's that, as J.D. Vance said last night, it's a really good gig. Yeah, it is a really good gig. And Tim Ryan does not want to give it up. But J.D. Vance makes an important point about Tim Ryan, and particularly about Tim Ryan's TV commercials, in that the commercials say one thing, Ryan's record says quite another. Tim Ryan keeps on saying he's reasonable, keeps saying that he's a moderate, keeps saying that he believes in things that 90% of Ohio believes, but when he gets to Washington, he votes exactly the opposite way. I went to Yankee Kitchen for dinner about two hours ago, So many people came up to me, some of them Democrats. And you know what they said, Tim? They said, Tim Ryan has been in office for 20 years, and he hasn't done his damn job. That's a direct quote from a union steel worker who you represent. If you were half as good of a legislator as you pretend to be, Youngstown wouldn't have lost 50,000 jobs, and those steel workers would not be coming up to me telling me you failed them. Thank you, Mr. Vance. We need to move on. Yeah, we need to move on, Mr. Vance. You made a good point. We need to move on. We're here in Tim Ryan's backyard. We can't have you making our congressman look like the buffoon that he is in front of all the people of the Moaning Valley. Uh, Tim Ryan has talked and talked and talked and talked about tax cut. I propose a tax cut. Propose a tax cut. Well, anybody can propose anything. You know, wouldn't we all propose that our bosses give us a thousand percent raise? You propose it doesn't mean it'll happen. What are the chances a tax cut will get passed? in a Democratic Senate and a Democratic House. Zero. Tim Ryan says it because it sounds good, but it's not leading anywhere. A point J.D. Vance made last night. I think a tax cut's a great idea, but when you propose it, Tim, it is a gimmick. Because in your time in Congress, you voted to raise taxes $6.7 trillion, 113 times. And just a few weeks ago, in the Inflation Reduction Act itself, it raises taxes by $20 billion on working people in this state and in this country. And then it sticks 87,000 IRS agents to go after them. I think to bring down inflation, we need to do two things. First of all, we need to stop spending money that we don't have. The runaway spending is one of the reasons why we have inflation. Larry Summers, an Obama administration economist, said if these guys passed the bill, inflation would get worse. He was right. Democrats were right. Republicans were right. But the leadership on Capitol Hill was wrong. The second aspect of Vance cutting inflation would be, he said, to increase domestic energy production, which anybody who's not a Democrat in office agrees with and understands the logic behind. Now, one of the areas where Ryan has consistently voiced a talking point that has no depth to it is J.D. Vance has done business in China. J.D. Vance has caused jobs to go to China. Now, I can play J.D. Vance's denial clarification on that, but I thought it would be more impactful to read you what Axios has to say about that accusation from Tim Ryan. Now, Axios is not a conservative media organization. Quite the opposite. Axios is very, very liberal. Josh Crashour, Axios, he's on special report. He's pretty down the middle. 
But Axios as a media entity is decidedly left-leaning. Here's what it says. In Ohio, J.D. Vance's opponent, Representative Tim Ryan, has tried hard to make venture capital an issue, including a San Francisco, this is a quote, San Francisco vulture capitalist ad that he has attributed as descriptive of J.D. Vance. But Ryan cannot stick the landing, insisting that Vance has, quote, invested into China, unquote, without being able to name the company to which he was referring. That's likely because Vance, according to Axios, has never backed a China-based company via his venture capital funds per a review of records. Instead, Ryan apparently was referring to two companies on Vance's financial disclosure forms that source some equipment and or products from China, both tied to Revolution Rise of the Rest Seed Fund, which Vance joined in 2017 and left two years later to launch his own firm. Axios report continues. This is a bit like saying an investment in Ford Motor Company is, quote, investing in China, unquote, because Ford sources some EV battery packs from Chinese suppliers. Moreover, one of the two investments made by Revolution co-founder Steve Case before Vance even joined the firm, but got rolled into the fund as a contributed asset. The other is a Salt Lake City-based apparel maker that has around 22% of its products made in Shanghai and Tianjin factories. The investment was made shortly before Vance left the firm. So Axios, a left-leaning firm, is saying that Tim Ryan's continual pounding of the podium, J.D. Vance, China, J.D. Vance, China, J.D. Vance, China, is a ruse. And I told you it was a ruse a couple of days ago. I said, if you own a mutual fund, particularly if you own an international mutual fund, you could be victim to target of the same kind of pro-China accusation that Tim Ryan makes about J.D. Vance. And when Vance asked him, which companies, which companies, Ryan didn't answer. Because the answer is not nearly as effective as the blanket accusation. And you have to be savvy enough as a voter not to order your vote according to TV commercials. Because Tim Ryan's TV commercials, like Tim Ryan, lie a lot. Here is an update. As we transition toward the Dennis Prager show on the 11 year old boy from Big Walnut who was injured in the homecoming parade accident. He was walking along beside a float. He lost his balance, trip fell. Somehow he ended up on the ground and the float ran over him. Kenny Zedeker has been in Nationwide Children's Hospital ever since. He's had multiple surgeries. It's been, I think, two weeks since that happened. His mother, Amanda Stepp, tells 10TV.com. He's doing thumbs up or thumbs down. He's opening his eyes and stuff a lot more. He still has a long road of therapy, and they're going to figure out when they're going to sit him up a lot more to try to get him moving. So it sounds like the young man is still uh, a long way away from having the uh, energy and vitality that he had prior to the accident. Now, the people in that area have done Uh, A beautiful thing. There are yard signs all over the area that say Kenny Strong. They've been placed there by Julie Borth and Aaron Bates, who are the owners of Card My Yard Galena. Shout out for a business here on the Bruce Hooley Show. Card My Yard. That's pretty cool. Uh, 
Aaron Bates says, this is the least that we can do is pitch in some yard signs. Being moms, we know we couldn't even fathom it's such an accident can happen to any of our kids. We're rooting for Kenny. We're hoping for the best. I don't think there's a day goes by where we're not all thinking about him. Yeah, that's uh, a very tragic situation, but this is often the case. When tragedy strikes, people reveal uh, their inner goodness. And in the case of Kenny Zedeker, I'm sure his family is very blessed and very encouraged to see how the people of the Big Walnut community have responded to him. Now, I don't prioritize national stories over local stories here because you can get the national headlines from many other sources. You're only going to get the local stories from me, quite likely. And certainly you're not going to get the same spin on the local stories that you get from me, from your Columbus Dispatch and others. I laugh, I mock their slanted headlines and their slanted reporting. I told you at the early outset of the show, we've had Four teenagers murdered in Columbus in the last week. The media reports in town, many of them, multiple of them, say we've lost four teenagers to gun violence. As if they've just we've just misplaced them. We can't find them. We've lost them. They're, we'll find them eventually. They'll come back. No, they won't come back. And the reason they won't come back is not because of gun violence. It's because they were murdered. They were murdered. And that sounds harsh, and it sounds awful, and you know what? It is harsh, and it is awful. And when we euphemize it, we don't get the depth of the gravity of the loss and the depth of the gravity of the problem, and hence, we allow our elected officials and our representatives who are in positions of power, whether it's some kind of a joint effort between Columbus City Schools, Columbus Police, and the mayor's office, as if the three of them would ever work together. As if Columbus City Schools and the mayor's office would ever do anything with Columbus police except denigrate them and blame them for things that are not their fault. No, they didn't. They're not lost. They're gone. They're dead. And they're not gone because of gun violence. They're gone because of people violence with guns. They're murdered because we don't have any discipline and we don't have any consequences and we don't have any accountability. That's what's going on. That's the local news. But nationally, there are big stories all the time. And I'm very confident the Republicans will come out of the midterms with control of the House. And if they get control of the House and the Senate, well, Hunter Biden's life is going to get very very busy because he's going to be in Washington a lot testifying before House subcommittees and Senate subcommittees because according to the Daily Mail Hunter Biden and his real estate business gathered 40 million dollars in investments from the wife of the former mayor of Moscow, and here's the kicker, investments his father may have known about. This is another, the Daily Mail says, glaring disconnect with the new addiction defense being pushed by President Joe Biden. Yeah, did you see the president on with Jake Tapper when Jake Tapper asked him about Hunter Biden? You know, Hunter Biden, they're 
almost on the cusp of charging him, maybe with tax evasion, maybe with not filling out truthfully a federal gun application form. Do you have any reaction to that? What kind of question is that? From a seasoned newsman like Jake Tapper. I'll tell you what kind of question that is. That's, I got to ask you about this, but I really don't want to ask you about this. And so here, 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 look, look, I have the door open to an escape route for you to ask that, answer that question. And I have an escape route too. I can say I asked you about it. Did he ask, are you going to do anything to intervene on behalf of your son? Have you spoken to the Justice Department about not bringing an indictment against Hunter Biden for his business dealing? Wouldn't it put you in a precarious situation if you are called to testify before a Senate or House subcommittee about your son's business dealings and what you knew about them? Would you go? Those are three much better questions than what's your reaction to that? And Joe Biden's reaction to that was, I love my son. Well, goody for you. All fathers should love their sons. And then you plead, oh, my son was a drug addict. And, you know, he's conquered that. He's a fantastic guy. And Joe Biden said before, Hunter Biden's the smartest guy I've ever known. It's not a denial. It's not a comment. It's not saying anything about anything. If you say, I love my son. And he was a drug addict and now he's not anymore. Okay, fine. Did he take millions of dollars from foreign actors because his last name's Biden, not because he was an energy expert or a real estate expert or an expert in anything other than influence peddling? That's what we want to get to. So you'll notice Joe Biden used to say about Hunter Biden, he did nothing wrong. He's not saying he did nothing wrong anymore. Right? You notice? uh, I love him. He's conquered addiction. Yeah, sure. Sure he has. He's addicted to trans, you know, transporting bags of cash across the world because his last name is Biden. So that'll be very interesting for Hunter Biden if he ends up in front of a House or Senate subcommittee. And I think that he will. And the danger is that we're operating at a distinct disadvantage here as conservatives, because the retelling of these matters is always in the hands of media entities that either, in the case of Hunter Biden, totally ignore it, don't even report it, don't talk about it, don't mention it, silence it, or will spin it in such a way that it'll be about Republicans pounce. Republicans are pouncing. We're always pouncing on the Republican side of the aisle. Anytime we try to hold a Democrat accountable for anything, we're not doing investigative work or holding people to equal justice under the law. We're pouncing. We're pouncing. There'll be a lot of pouncing if the Republicans get control. Hopefully, they will. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.